Welcome to the Let's Break Bread podcast. This is Eli. This is my new. And this season, we will be inviting Christian leaders and teachers to join us to talk about things that matter to many young adult Christians today. We hope these conversations will encourage, challenge, and inspire your faith and your walk with the Lord. We also encourage you to continue these conversations within your local church. You can find us on Instagram at Let's Break Bread. Friends, let's break bread together. Come invited and listen in on gospel-centered conversations. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Let's Break Bread podcast. And in today's episode, we will be talking about vocation and career with Jana Postma. And Jana, can you introduce yourself to our listeners and share with us a little bit about what you do? Sure. Um, so just a little bit of background about me. I am a Canadian who moved to the United States when I was like two or three years old. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting because yes, I still have like a green card, but I didn't really live in Canada for very long. So that's a random fact about me. <laughs> so I grew up in Northwest Iowa and then moved to Grand Rapids like more than 10 years ago now um, and have been working in higher ed for that same amount of time. So um, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you for joining us here on our episode today. Um, Janet, as we start our conversation, we'd love to ask our guests this, this very same question, just to um, hear about and explore the ways that Jesus and the gospel has, you know, shaped our lives. So the question comes from Tim Keller. Love Tim Keller. And it goes, um, <laughs> if the gospel is that you are more sinful than you ever thought you were, and you are more loved than you ever dreamed you could be, when was the gospel first good news to you and how is it still today? I grew up in a Christian household. So I feel like I was given like a foundation um, and quite a bit of like head knowledge about God, about the Bible, about the gospel, um, just growing up. And I went to Christian school and Christian education and all that fun stuff. But I had it all up in my head. I knew a lot of things in my head, but I would say that probably didn't like sink its way to being connected to my heart until probably my sophomore year of college. I worked at a summer camp and for some reason, like, I feel like I finally connected with the Holy Spirit. I finally like was able to bring my all of my head knowledge down into my heart at that point. So I would say that's when it really became like more real to me but I had like such a wonderful foundation as well so yeah so how is it still good news to you today I work at Kuiper College I'm in the student development office and I've been here for a little while now and I've gotten to work with so many wonderful students who are also like pursuing and growing in their own faith that they are like continually teaching me, always challenging me. And together, like when I have students meeting in my office with me, I feel like together we're like relying on the Holy Spirit to make sure we're sharing truth with each other and, and continually like pressing in. So I definitely see my work as like one of the big spaces where I continue to grow and be fed as well. So 
Awesome. Thank you so much um, for sharing that. Um, just for like everyone else to know, like I went to Kuiper College, so I got to know Jana very personally. We got to work together. Um, and Jana helped me through a lot of like, you know, this truth telling and story sharing mm -hmm. moments. So everything that she's saying is super true. And <laughs> I just want to say, I really appreciate you being here today. And so now let's dive into the meat of our conversation. We're Ooh. talking vocation and careers today. Yeah. Here we go. So Jana, <laughs> please help us just to kind of imagine how to think about this so what is vocation and career like are they the same are they different i hear these terms thrown together and interchangeably used so much that i'm lost so please help me yeah i <laughs> love it love it <laughs> so if you were sitting in my office i have a very comfy blue chair and sit down and we could talk about this so i'm just like imagining you both of you sitting in here with me, um, talking vocation. And here's what the first thing I would probably like bring up. So especially connected to like vocation and calling, I feel like people use those so interchangeably and that's actually rightfully so because they both like basically mean the same thing. <laughs> but my wonderful colleague, Mike, he spells it out in a very like helpful way that helps me think about it. So he says, like, if we're looking at the alphabet, right, there's a capital C calling, and then you have a lowercase C calling. So your capital C calling would be more of a general calling that we as Christians have. And our general capital C calling would be like, making disciples right and loving god loving others some of the meat of the gospel um, bearing witness to him in all that we do so that's like a more universal or general calling that all of us christians carry and then we would shift to the lowercase c calling these would be more like specific callings in our everyday day-to-day -day offices that are probably specific to each of us, right? So that it could include being a student. That could be like one of your specific offices that you need to be faithful to. Being a family member, being a brother, a sister, a child, being a loving and faithful friend, maybe being like a parent like me. Um, those are all like really specific to each person, small c callings or vocations. Um, what else could we list here? Like I, I work at a homeless shelter. So mm -hmm. that's kind of specific to me, like a shelter advocate. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I'm a Sunday school director at church. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. So it could include like specific jobs and occupations as well. Mm -hmm. And that's where like, job fits in right mm. it's in the small c specific calling but in each of these little callings or like small c calling <laughs> we use those to reflect back to our big c callings of making disciples loving god loving others so in each of those little ones in our day-to-day -day small ways we're being faithful to what God's given us and we're reflecting back on those big C, the big C general Christian calling. So there's like connection there, but it's also bigger than simply 
I need to know how I'm going to pay the bills. What's that big calling? Well, it's like bigger than just that too, because I also have to think about being a mom and being a friend and being a wife and being a student and all of those parts also fit into that. Awesome. So like, that's really great. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I think that's the part that I often forget, like how uh, we have a big C calling as Christians, which is like, you know, as you said, making disciples, teaching disciples, being faithful to Jesus and, you know, the meat of the gospel and witnessing and relying on the Holy Spirit. And then there's the little stuff, uh, not the little stuff, like the lowercase C calling mm-hmm. of, you know, everything else that is not just my job, but okay. it's actually all the facets of my life. And I think it's so easy. I know for me, I forgot and be like, oh, I need to find something to do with life Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm already doing stuff with my life and being faithful to Jesus and that and I think just hearing that takes such a big weight off of of me and I hope it takes for a lot of our listeners you know uh, to say like you know you have a really your biggest calling is to love God be faithful to him chase after him make disciples Um, and everything else is just kind of like commentary you know it's like yeah or the way that you get to do that or the way that you choose to do that in the season of life that you're in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that it gets to change. Stuff yeah. Like that, right? It's much more oh, flexible, so right? Yeah. And so I think that with that, I want to move on to our next question, which is like, you know, which I think this leads very well into saying like, so what are some misconceptions that people might have about this topic? Yeah. I think some of the things that I see, especially like, let's say a student is like pretty anxious or struggling with the concept, right, is maybe they want a very clear sign. <laughs> and you're like, sorry, honey, you might, you might not get the most clearest, like neon outside your window sign of what it's supposed to be. I remember like specifically praying for like a neon sign <laughs> before. I'm like, can you just tell me what I'm supposed to do? In the Bible, only a speci- like a very few people got like really specific calls from God. So I'm not saying it won't happen, but it's not always as, uh, as likely <laughs> to be like so clear. And some people without that clarity, they're, they're nervous to try, nervous to move any direction, right? So I think that's one of like the challenges or the misconceptions is like, maybe you won't get the super clearest, um, most clear sign. I think another thing is like, people think they have to choose one for the rest of their whole entire life. So this is like the one thing they're gonna do forever, but <laughs> that's not... Um, that's not always realistic either. Like I said, like they kind of might shift and change based on seasons or maybe you have like a really important hobby, but that's not how you make your money or like there's so much more flexibility in it. One other thing that I think is important to mention too, connected to this and like connected to being educated about all of it is that Some students get really frustrated with some of the more general classes because they're like, this isn't specifically connected to what I feel like my calling is. So I don't want to take this extra communications class because it's not going to help me over here in my very specific area of study. 
but if you're more fluid with your understanding of calling, then you might value more variety of education and see the importance of that education. Maybe it's for some other part or other aspect of your life, or maybe it will come in later, right? So I think some of those things are definitely things I've heard from students as they've tried to like discern some of this stuff. So just to go off of that, how can we start discerning what is it that we should go into or what is it that we should do in this season of our life? So if you were sitting in my chair, (laughs) I would probably encourage you to think about a couple key things. So I'd encourage you to think about what are some of the gifts that you know you already have, right? Like I'm really organized or I have always loved science and plants, or I've always been curious about how a machine works. There's so many different ways to kind of connect to what you're good at, but you have to be like able to see some of that in yourself and identify some of your your gifts. So I would say like, look at your gifts, do a little bit of a self analysis of what you're already good at. I would probably also ask you like, what are some things you just like thinking about? Or what are some things you just like studying or that you're curious about? Or you could kind of get lost (laughs) on the topic and kind of take yourself down a long path, just learning more and more and more about it. Because that could be an indication of something that you're really interested in. So those two things would be like understanding self. And then another part would be where in how the world works, do you feel like you could be helpful? Is there hurt in the world that you see? Is there um, a way you could help bring about making disciples, showing the love of God to others and being faithful in that, right? The big C calling, how where in the world, what population or what plant species, I don't know, (laughs) what science area um, could you maybe like be helpful in? And then you got to start thinking about what are experiences you've already had that can help identify some of those things for you. And last but not least, This is not like just an individual job, right? This is like, this could be a communal thing for you. So ask your friends, ask your family. They can help you in the discernment process. Like what gifts do they see in you? What kinds of things have they noticed about you? Do you light up when you start talking about certain topics or um, get really passionate about justice in a certain area, right? Like They probably have been listening to you for a long time, so they probably know you a little bit. (laughs) So using the community and the people around you to help speak into that too. It's not like, it's not just an individual thing either. And then of course, like prayer on top of all of that. Those are probably some of the ways that I would encourage people to, to start thinking about what could vocation especially around probably career, right? Look like. I really appreciate that because, um, you know, you specifying that 
it's not an individual thing on your own. You know, there is that internal, like, oh, what am I good at? What do I like? What am I passionate about? And then also that sense of saying, like, asking your family, your friends, people who know you about what they see in us, you know, because I know that, like, when I was 18, way long time ago, <laughs> and I felt like, right, like, I felt like I had to do this on my own yeah you know like I had to figure out what I want to do for the next however long I'm alive you know it's like you know, pick your like the teachers like pick your careers and what you want to do like sign mm-hmm. up for your majors so I'm just like <laughs> 18 I don't even know how to cook half the food I eat you know <laughs> it was like and now I had to pick out like my career path like my one job <laughs> yeah and it was so terrifying and I think like when I hear you say like you don't have to do this by yourself. Like, oh, that feels so good. Mm. It does so much for my soul. (laughs) But how did that look like for you? The college time, I feel like, is when a a lot of people are kind of thinking about this, at least for the first go around, for their first, like, career area, right? Because you got to pick your major. So it kind of forces you into some of that. But as I was reflecting, I just kind of thought back to how did I get where I am now? (laughs) How did this happen? (laughs) Um, So a big part of it was I actually entered college hoping to be a choir director or like music education. That sounded fantastic because I love music and I'm like not going to just be a performer. So so you got to do something with it. So I started out there. And then I got into some of the classes and, you know, that gut feeling you have, you're like, that's not quite right. Like, I like a lot of this, but it's not quite right. Okay, now what? (laughs) So then um, I did, like, I talked to people around me and I kind of tried to say like, well, what do you see in me? What, What are some other ways I could use some of my gifts? Like if it's not from this direction, what other direction could I come at some of these gifts? So I ended up in the communications department and I loved it. It was so good. And then like music was a bit more on the side, but okay. So you get a communications degree. There's like 50 bajillion things you can do with a communications degree. So then my last year, there was a really neat student leadership position open. It was brand new. It connected like student development and academics. And I got to help like create this new program and be a student leader that lived on campus. Well, that kind of showed me a couple of things. First of all, it showed me that student development was like an actual job. So like first it like made me aware of a possible career path opportunity because I didn't even know that that was even an option. Second of all, it helped me just like try different things. It became an experience that helped me understand what I liked, what I didn't like. You know, you kind of get to do that when you do a job. And then it also gave me connection to professionals in the field who could let me know if they thought I'd be a good fit or tell me areas I'd need to grow in if I really liked it, that kind of thing. They could give me like quality feedback. So I took all that and mixed it up. And when I moved to Grand Rapids, the first thing I was looking for was a job in higher education. 
I think a lot of that came from because I got to have that experience and had access to those people and got to practice a few things and see what I liked and didn't like and learned that I love like the college student population and and here we are like I'm still here I'm still in higher education I ended up getting a master's in it and it's been great. Thank you for sharing that because I think something that stuck out to me was your ability to experience something and then be able to self-reflect and be like, oh, I like this part of it. Now what, you know, and, and, and using that as a step forward um, into what you're going to do next. So I think that was really encouraging. In your experience, as you work with um, students and just in your own, what are some challenges that you've seen in your work with people discerning vocation and their calling? So I think like some of those challenges I kind of listed earlier with the like misconceptions, right? Like you need something super clear. Well, you might not get something super clear. (laughs) Um, But I don't think that takes away from the power of prayer and community and understanding self well. I think some of the other challenges that might pop up, at least in higher ed, what I see from students is that they they want to be really clear and they kind of only want to try if they're clear. So let's just hold off until I'm really clear. Instead, like you heard from my story, like I switched majors. Like I tried something and it didn't work. It's okay to try and for it to not quite be right. And it's okay if I would have done my student leadership position and realized that's not right either. Or I like only these areas and the rest of it I didn't really love. So I'm going to take that little piece and see what else is connected to that or what other opportunities are connected to that. I think that's like a big challenge where you want to be so clear and so sure that you're afraid to even try. But the reality is like, People change majors, first of all, so many times. Like the national average will make your jaw drop the amount of times people change their majors. But also people change careers. So just knowing that you're, just know, just know that you're allowed to change your mind and that's okay. (laughs) Um, Hopefully that's encouraging to people. (laughs) I think that's definitely super encouraging to me. I changed my major four times. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. Like I came in as a youth ministry major. No, no, just yeah, I did. I came in as a youth ministry major. I then I changed it to pre-seminary. Yeah. I was a social work major for a hot sec. You were. I love I it. I was. I was for a hot second. Um, and then I was an intercultural studies major. Oh shoot, <laughs> five times. And then I finally settled on ministry leadership. Yeah. Because it was I wanted to do so many things. Yeah. But I didn't feel like I fit well in one spot yeah and all of a sudden Kuiper's like here's this really cool hybrid I'm like that's me that's perfect (laughs) that's it this is perfect I get to do a little bit of everything that I love and that's awesome you know and so I really appreciated that like when he was like yeah like things change you know like even now like right now like I went to school to be working in a church and I'm working in a homeless shelter and I'm doing ministry in a way I have never even imagined I'd ever do it it's scary sometimes because I'm just like, 
relational ministry didn't really prepare me for this uh-huh. but but you know what did <laughs> Jesus did yeah, you know right, right, right. and we're just like Jesus help me um and then I, I also had this thought when you were talking about this I think it was my junior year of, of college and I was in your office and I and then we were talking we were having a very similar conversation about calling and the imagery that you shared with me and I want to share with people here you were saying that like you know God's plan for us in looking for what to do in regards to our work and play and life life is like a playground. Um, God's will for us and plan for us is this playground. And this playground has a slide. It's got a teeter-totter. It's got the swings. It's got the jungle gym and the sandpit. And you being a Christian puts you in that playground. And in that playground, God gives you really great options. Yeah. And he doesn't just say, this is what you have to do. He's like, go forth and be fruitful yeah. and enjoy the life I give you. And so I just want to share that with, with yeah. our listeners who are like, if you feel like there's no way that you can praise God in whatever field that you feel that you can go to know that you can, you know, mm-hmm. I've had friends who are like, I want to be faithful to God, but I want to be a filmmaker. Love and, it. Right. And like, let's go I'm like, yeah, dude, do it. Be an awesome filmmaker for Jesus's kingdom because mm-hmm. their whole life, they've only ever been told that, you know, being faithful to God is ministry work. Right. And all else is not sacred or anything. Right. And I was like, oh, that's not necessarily true. And I really appreciate you pointing that out to us and sharing that. Like, you know, sometimes people change. People have options. Mm-hmm. Um, God is not so rigid as we think he is, mm-hmm. you know. Like for the few people in the Bible, right? Maybe he said specifically, go beyond the swing. Mm, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But for a lot of us, I'm guessing, and from what I've seen and heard and experienced for myself, if we are pursuing the Lord, and we are in relationship with him, and our longing is to be faithful, then the options within our playground will probably be all fantastic options. Like I can be faithful on the swing. I can be faithful on the slide. I can be faithful on the jungle gym. I don't even know what else is in the playground, but <laughs> but like you can be a faithful um, representation of God and his love in any of those playground pieces. So to the listener who's kind of scared out there, it's okay. Have fun on the playground. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, just to go off of that, I really like what you said about, about the whole playground imagery, Mm -hmm. right? You can be on the slide, but if you find that you don't like the slide, you're allowed to change. Absolutely. You know, and I think that is so powerful because a lot of young people want clarity before they move forward, right? Mm-hmm. And this is something that I learned as I have aged throughout the years is that sometimes clarity comes after just doing something, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I just hope that our listeners also be are encouraged and it's okay to change your career or your job and even your majors and stuff because right. I, I did too. I changed my major too, so. <laughs> and I feel like, connected to that that's the neat thing about college too right like try a social work class see how it goes just like yeah try that crazy math class try just try it that's a little bit how I found the communications major too like I tried a couple different classes of different areas And I liked the communication one best. So I just kind of kept going there. And then you have all these awesome opportunities with usually within like a college experience. Try a job in student development. See how it goes. Try a job in the business office. 
you have access to so many options and opportunities. It's like a testing ground in a way where you get to just kind of see how it goes and see what you think. And if it's horrible, then it's over in a year. And if, <laughs> if you love it, then you get to continue, right? Like give that student leadership job a try. Like don't be afraid to, to do that because it's gonna help shape you it's gonna help you understand yourself. It's gonna help give you those experiences that will hopefully give you a little bit of clarity or understanding that, nope, this isn't for me, <laughs> you know? So I think that's good too. Yeah, what about those who are not in college? They're in a job and they've been there for a while and they're thinking about, you know, what's next? What are things that they can do too? Yeah. I, I've actually been doing like some of my own self-reflection too, just to help me be like, okay, is this still right? Am I supposed to be doing something else? You know, like, because you get to a point where you're like, wow, I've been at this job for 10 years, or I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> is there something else? I don't know. I took a bit of time. I reflected on what do I love about what I'm doing? What do I maybe not love? What are some ways that people that I interact with regularly, like friends, maybe colleagues, maybe the population that I work with, what do they say about me? <laughs> Which is kind of like, could be kind of scary to, to reach out. But like, if you had to describe me in three words, what would you use? And see what are some of the like common denominators <laughs> And then I would say like continual prayer and continual like check in with your community. Like, hey guys, I'm thinking about a career change. Would you have any suggestions or areas to look? Maybe there's like a really interesting certificate program or online class that you just want to try just to see. I think all of those are fantastic opportunities, even for those of us who are not like still within the college experience. Okay, so uh, we've been talking about how like sometimes our calling changes with the season of our life. Um, but what about for the Christian who was like, I feel called to this thing. And right now, maybe because it's the pandemic, but also just like in the season of my life right now, it's like, I feel completely at a loss. Mm. you know like am I even called to ministry anymore am I even called to social work anymore am I called to these things that I once felt so passionate for mm -hmm. and I feel just like oh my goodness I have nothing like no fire no passion for anything like so like for the people who are like in that kind of space because I've been there before what would you say to that how would you encourage them yeah to ask a little bit of a clarifying question yeah, yeah. pretend you're in my chair right okay all right Eli you're feeling like you had all this passion for a certain job yeah. or like a certain area of study or something. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden it's gone. Yeah, I definitely feel that way. Okay, you definitely feel that way. Do you think it's bigger? Like, do you feel that way in your whole being around like all things? Do you feel that way? Like, are you just like lower in a low spot? Or is it only about this calling? 
I think it's mostly about this calling okay. uh, because I see my friends and their gifts are shining right now mm. and they seem like they have a really great place. Um, and for me, I'm just like the fire I used to have, the surety, this idea of some kind of direction is just not here. Mm. Where did that ki- fire come from before? I think it was definitely with me being able to see some needs around me mm-hmm. um, and then seeing my skills and talents that I think I'm just naturally good at kind of come into fruition and mm-hmm. shining in those areas but mm-hmm. even now like I don't really get that do you get to practice those things regularly right now or has COVID made those things inaccessible for you I think COVID's kind of made them more inaccessible mm-hmm. but even before that I felt a little bit lost okay okay so you're not getting to kind of serve in the way that you're used you used to serve. Yeah. So uh, first of all, I would definitely say to you, this pandemic and COVID is really hard, and that it that it sucks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's been it's been hard, and it's been hard on lots of people. And I don't think you're alone in feeling like a little bit lower or a little bit unsure and like discernment in and of itself is hard, let alone within a pandemic space. You don't have eyes to see some of the opportunities because the opportunities have been shut down. You don't have um, the outlets maybe that you used to have because those outlets have been shut down. So being in a pandemic and feeling that, I think that you're not alone in those feelings. But I also would maybe use this time then for like some searching. So maybe you could learn a little bit about the Enneagram and see what number you are. Or you could do some Myers-Briggs and see if there is some ways to better understand yourself. Maybe there are some people you can connect with Maybe, here's a suggestion, try to find people who are in the field you used to be interested in. Let's say you felt really called to um, ministry in a church. Are there a couple pastors or church workers that you could connect with who could like tell you a little bit about the work that they're doing, who could help you um, just understand that area of work in a better way so that you're not totally withdrawn from it all and you get the benefit of like learning a little bit about a little bit more about that area right like seek out some of those extra people those are some of my ideas thank you so much I think that's really good I just wanted to kind of tweak that then too how about like to a person who's just like um say I've been in this position of my job for quite some time and I feel that this season is kind of weird Uh, how do I discern if this is a season of me closing and saying Mm -hmm. I need to learn how to leave well or is this a season of me to re-enter with a new mindset Mm -hmm. like honestly I think that's part of like what it means to be human we are created to be working people but it doesn't have to stay exactly the same. And so if you're feeling like a little pull, like maybe I'm kind of done here, 
or maybe there's something else that needs me right now, or you know what, this career and some of those other specific little C callings are not jiving well together right now. Like they're not fitting. I think, yeah, you have to look at that critically and kind of be honest with yourself, Um, honest with maybe some people in your community who can give you like some quality support. And I think, I think the Holy Spirit through prayer, like can give some really important guidance on that. And maybe you want to think about like, does it hurt me or anybody else for me to stay? Or like, can I still give my all? Can I still benefit what I'm hoping to benefit? Am I still honoring God and like being faithful to him in staying? Or do I have to like start dreaming? I mean, we could go like a long time into that direction too. Like what does dreaming look like? What does getting kind of creative look like? And hey, we're about to enter like the Christmas season and then New Year's and a lot of like quality reflection can happen during New Year's. So maybe you're like the person who um, journals a lot. So you want to like read back on some of your journals and see if there's any, any highlights or patterns showing up in there. Maybe you talk about your work a lot in positive ways, or maybe you talk about your work a lot in negative ways. Maybe you want to reflect that way. Maybe you're someone who like looks through all of their photos from the year. I started doing that last year. It's kind of (laughs) cool. But maybe that will help you identify some things that you're like really loving right now or really drawn to. So to think about like creativity and dreaming, man, you could take a little bit of time to start thinking about if I could do anything, what would that look like? Based on what I love, what kind of jobs are out there? And like, just like dream a little bit and see, oh, turns out I am at my dream job. (laughs) And I just like, I need to infuse it with a little bit of excitement or learning or take a class or something and like use it for what you already are doing. Or it's a, wow, I'm much different place than I used to be. And I need to like, think about what would work for me now. I think that's fine. And that's probably really important work to do too. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, what about those who have clarity, right? That, okay, maybe this is the job that they want to do, or maybe this is the lowercase calling that they want to go into, but they have friends or family members who are opposed to it. Mm. So how can they approach that situation or discern through that situation? Mm -hmm. I think it's important. Okay. As long as you're like 18 and older, (laughs) you are considered an adult, right? And you do get to make some of your own decisions, but a support system, it's important and helpful. So I think you want to take it with a grain of salt a little bit where You don't want to write it all off, but you also need to figure out a way to communicate maybe the why. Why is this so interesting to you? Are you ready to not make a lot of money? 
how might you support yourself if that's the case? I think being able to have some of those quality conversations around the why and the how might allow a loved one to understand where you're coming from in a much deeper way than just kind of saying, I want to be this and too bad if you don't like it. And then like shutting it all down. Right. But I, I mean, I have worked in the admissions field before and I have seen some of the fears of family members when it comes to some career paths. There is fear around like money and providing for yourself and loans and all of those things. And it might be helpful to understand why those are fears too for your loved ones. It might be worth saying like, why does this fear seem to like matter so much to you? Because maybe they have experiences themselves, right? Like I'm sure they have a story to share. I don't know. I don't know what that story would be, but I think it's worth having open dialogue about it. That doesn't mean that you'll end up agreeing. Maybe by the end, you might not. But I do think you need to let the loved one's perspective have a bit of weight, but you're also your own person. So like you have to kind of balance that out. But that that's a really hard place to be. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate your input on that. I have not personally experienced that, but I know that there are people out there who do. So yeah, I appreciate that. And then to... End this off. This is a question that we ask all of our uh, guests here. Robert. And do you have any books that you would recommend to our listeners? All right. I am a big uh, fan of Brene Brown. I love so that are Brene. We. Yes. That's, I got Daring Greatly right over here. So I would, I mean, good, good stuff. And then also, if the word Enneagram piqued your interest earlier, Starting to learn about the Enneagram can seem a little overwhelming, but there's one book that's like really, I feel like very accessible, and that's called The Road Back to You. Well, it's easy to read, and it helps you start to consider a little bit. Yeah. All right. Thank you for sharing those, and we will uh, make sure to have those in our show notes for anybody who is interested. Love it. All right. Well, Jana, thank you so much for coming onto our podcast and it was nice meeting yes, you. Thank and you so much. Yes. Everything you said was uh, very encouraging. So I appreciate yeah. it. We will have Jana's information and any related resources in our show notes as well as on Instagram. So make sure to follow us there at Let's Break Bread podcast. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and family. You can screenshot this episode and share with us on Instagram what your takeaways are. Make sure to tag us at Let's Break Bread Podcast.